You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou art. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As a people on this night, we have come together. We have shared a Seder meal, and now we have come into the sanctuary to worship you. Lord, upon leading your people out of Egypt, you introduced them to a relationship with you. And you led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. You are at the center of their lives. I ask you to please, I beg of you to be the center of what is spoken on this night. Place your hands upon your servant, Lord, and rudder me in the way that I should be moved. It is in your precious name, almighty and merciful God, Lord Jesus, our Savior, that we pray for these things. Amen. So the previous three years were, were, were interesting, to say the least. In the year 2021 and 22, I had lost my mom. I didn't lose her. Uh, she is with Christ, of this I'm sure. My brother passed, who is just a little bit older than I am, and Katie's dad passed last year. So it spurned Katie and I into making some decisions that needed to be made. So what we had to do was it was time to put together an estate. And the first part of putting together that estate is to assemble all those things that you have been given to be an overseer of. Anybody who knows me knows that we don't own anything. That is the posture of my belief. We are temporarily managers of what God has given us. And so with that, that's why I use the word overseer. So we took a look at all those things that God had given us the opportunity to manage. And then once we had assembled all of those things, Then it was time to go see the proper authorities and begin putting this together. So after doing that, then we had to then name the beneficiaries. And when the beneficiaries were named, then it was to be determined what would their inheritance be. And one of the interesting pieces that I found in there too is the encouragement was that you have two people that you appoint to make sure that they agree, because our concern was, like everybody's concern, we almost have a 50-50 chance of our children or our grandchildren going on a good path 
or maybe not going on a good path. So the purpose of those two overseers were to, if one of the grandchildren would take a path that was not something that their grandmother and their grandfather could embrace, they would not be given their inheritance unless they made the change that was necessary. Well, I look at these things and it's like God shows himself to us in these simple ways. And you know, even though we have this estate plan and everything that we have been given to oversee and the beneficiaries are named and the inheritance is determined, we have to die. We have to die before that will can be put into place. And that is why I was moved last night at Vespers as I sat right here and the Lord began to speak to me about this Hebrews text and what it is that is taking place because it is the will of God. And we need to see what the will of God was and how things were going to be distributed. But nevertheless, we were still under the old covenant. But now, with Jesus coming, the new covenant is being introduced. And the new covenant had to be put forth of what Christ was overseeing. And Christ was overseeing the fact that he is going to be superior to the law that was given at Mount Sinai. Because what happened with the law, none are justified through it because we thought we could work the law. And when you work for something, you expect to be paid. You expect a compensation. And that's why the law never works for us because we think we deserve something. We follow this. But Brother Martin Luther says, no, no, your curvedness always allows you and encourages you to point the law back to you so that you can some way have an advantage of that. Well, Christ in the new covenant becomes superior to the law because he teaches us that the law is what is right in God's sight not what we do and that we can convince God that we deserve a special privilege. But Christ didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. The purpose of the law was to help us know what was right in God's sight. And Jesus comes and becomes superior to the law. Jesus becomes superior to the traditions of old. We just celebrated the Passover feast, the Seder meal, and the other two feasts that Israel is called to participate in every year, the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Tabernacles. Jesus is superior to the feasts. The feasts are to show us the wonders and signs of how God has made provisions for us. But Jesus is the Passover lamb. And by his blood, 
when we look at the Old Testament and the Passover lamb marks the entrance to the door, when we partake of the blood of Jesus Christ, we are marked with his blood, the entrance to our body. And his blood is then taken inside of us and it goes and it touches every part of our body as it is pumped through the bloodstream. It nourishes every single part of us. He is greater than the traditions. He is superior to them. He is superior to the Feast of Weeks because when his seed is planted in us in baptism and begins to grow, we are able to partake of this goodness that comes from God. He is greater than the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the harvest, because as the seed of Christ grows inside of us and we begin to witness to other people, there's a harvest that could be taken and gathered unto Christ. In this new covenant, he is superior to the law. He is superior to the traditions. He is superior to the Levitical priesthood because the Levitical priesthood could only on the Day of Atonement once a year enter into the Holy of Holies and they had to sacrifice an animal for their sin offering because they were not able to go to the altar without that sacrifice. When Jesus breathed his last, the curtain was torn that curtain would have been across here. We would not have access to that. Christ is superior to the Levitical priesthood under the new covenant. Christ is superior to the sacrifice because you would have to offer sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice for all of our sins. But Christ represents a better sacrifice, one sacrifice for all sin, for all time. Because the sacrifice took us away from the consequence of our sin and the blood of Christ takes away from us the consequence of our sin. This is my body, my blood given for you for the forgiveness of sins. This is the cup of the new covenant. Christ is superior to the temple. When King Solomon dedicates the temple in 1 Kings chapter 8, he prays a prayer and he asks God to hear and send all prayers from no matter where they happen around the world, that they would be sent to Jerusalem, they would be at the temple, and the temple would be a conduit by which our words spoken in time and space could get to eternity. Christ is superior to the temple. Because all we need to do is like the pastor says to the children on Sunday, bow your head, close your eyes, hold your hands, call on the name of Jesus Christ. He is superior to the temple. And when we call on his name, it is conduited from time and space to eternity. And the God of the creator of heaven and earth can hear our words. This is the new covenant. But we hear the words that St. Paul has written 
in Hebrew. A covenant is not put into force until the person who made the will dies. And that is why we come together on holy to witness and understand that this new covenant had to be put into effect by death of our Christ, of the Savior. But you know, with any will, there is a period that's called probate. And probate just simply means the proving of the will. It'll only be in a couple days when this will is proven. The probate is over. And therefore, we are the beneficiaries that have been given a promise of inheritance. And that is what we come together for in this Holy Week. And as this worship service begins to continue on, we will see how much God loved us by allowing himself to be stripped and to die so that his will and the new covenant could be experienced by his people. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. 